Sure is good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank God for this beautiful day God's given us. Appreciate the meeting this morning and a good day all day long. And good to be back in the Lord's house tonight. And, uh, we just appreciate everybody that's uh, made the effort and come back to church tonight. And uh, it's real important. And uh, I appreciate people's zeal and dedication. And uh, we got more people I like to see come more. But I appreciate we got a number of people. It's, it's really coming more now than they did, and I really it blesses me and helps me. I have a scripture I'd like to read in the uh, book of First John, chapter one. We'll read two verses. <clears throat> that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And listen to this. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And so that's the way the church works. Let's stand for just a minute. I have a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've got us connected. And uh, God, you've got a, a job for us all to do. And uh, Lord, uh, by the way we live and what we do and what we say and how we move in the spirit, uh, there's a declaration that we're making about what's real in our lives and uh, helps other people see that and know that and want that and, and be able to have that. And, God, we just pray that you just continue to bless our church with that zeal and help us, God, to press into that and reach out to our people. And thank you for touching people and saving people, Lord. And, uh, Lord, you're so good to us. Thank you for letting us be here tonight. We ask you to bless this service. We ask you to bless it in its entirety. We ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Turn over to Brother Taylor in the floor.
page 31. Pray for me, church. Don't worry.
thankful to be in the Lord's house once again. Uh, thankful for what we can feel. Uh, uh, I'm thankful uh, the Lord's still in the saving business. And uh, why, uh, I was thinking going down the road the other day. Why, uh, I'm thankful I can feel the same sweet peace up here in Lima as I do down home. Uh, God's everywhere. And uh, well, I had a feller tell me one time, he said, Levi, uh, the only person getting in the way between you and God is you. And uh, well, all you got to do is accept him this evening. Uh, uh, he loves you. And uh, all you got to do is accept him. So uh, we'd ask everybody to stand. Uh, anybody got an unspoken prayer request? Remember all those. Uh, anybody got unspoken? Or spoken? asked y'all to remember a boy I work with. Uh, uh, pray for me that I'd be a light for him. I've worked for him, or with him for about two and a half years and I wasn't always a light to him and uh, I was doing them worldly things and uh, uh, why I just asked y'all to pray for him.
it's not there no more. And uh, you know, I wish I wish I could live better sometimes, and I, I wish I was a better person in a lot of ways. But when it comes down to it, I'm saved, and I'm going to heaven. And so, if you want to argue about where they crossed the Red Sea or exactly when something happened in the Bible, you're missing the point. Right. Yeah. The point is, it's real. Right. Creation talks. Creation screams it out. Looking at the mountains and the valleys and the seas. And, uh, you know, I'm just so glad that um, the gospel, I was thinking it was such a privilege to have Hannah up there singing in the choir beside me when we sang that. I remember being little yeah. and hearing that song for the first time, right. probably, and going, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a great song. You know, it was new to me. And now it's new to my kids. And But the thing about it, it stays new yeah. because it's real. Yeah. It's right. not religion. Sorry I talked so much, but I, I had a, I'm so glad I'm saved. at this time if anybody got a song or testimony on their heart. Relax, I'm not going to sing. 
Um, I just I just want to say something about my faith. It's it's six months today since Tina passed away, and uh, I've gone through a lot of emotions about my faith. I've questioned my faith, uh, which would have upset Tina, but I've been angry with God, uh, sadness, hurt, everything. And I keep asking God why, and he says, it's, it's my plan, it's not yours. Now yesterday I, I asked him again and I backed the car out of the garage to go to dinner. Frank Sinatra's singing, I did it my way. And today I backed the car out to come to church and Frank Sinatra's on the radio singing, I did it my way. It's the exact same point. And I said, I get it, Lord. I understand. But there's a book that's really helped me. It's called Jesus Calling that Eileen gave me. And I would like to read one, one day of this. This book is like Jesus is talking to you. And it has helped me so much. It has helped me with my faith. Because through all this, through my anger, my questions, and everything else, God still loves me. And he said, it's okay. I understand. But it says, I have promised to meet all your needs according to my glorious riches. Your deepest, most constant need is for my peace. I have planted peace in the garden of your heart where I live. But there are weeds growing there too. Pride, worry, selfishness and unbelief. I am the gardener and I am working to rid your heart of those weeds. I do my work in various ways. When you sit quietly with me, I shine the light of my presence directly into your heart. In this heavenly light, peace grows abundantly and weeds shrivel up. I also send trials into your life. When you trust me in the midst of trouble, peace flourishes and weeds die away. Thank me for troublesome situations the peace they can produce far outweighs the trials you endure. I'm glad I have God as my gardener. Thank you. So good. Anybody else? I sure appreciate being here. I'm certainly enjoying this service. I enjoyed the choir singing, opening up, and everything that's been done. Enjoyed that uh, uh, that page you read there, Vince. I, I really appreciated that and just enjoyed uh, every, every song that was sung. It's good to be here tonight. Now let me ask again, anybody else got something, a song or testimony on your heart? Just to, uh, mind the Lord if you do. Thank the Lord for the day. All right, nobody else got a song or testimony. We're going to look at these preachers and uh, see which uh, one of them might feel like preaching tonight that might have something on their heart. Uh, all of you is welcome. And, uh, so just uh, whoever's uh, got the impression and got the thoughts you need to come, God's stirring your heart, just uh, come ahead. Room for everybody. If somebody else has got something, there's room for them too. So uh, if you've uh, got something on your heart right now, come on.
whichever one of you feels like. Pray for Neil. Appreciate him. got planned I just felt like kind of trying to get up here and um, I, well, I've heard the story you told before Terry we went to Bethel and, and you've told us that story before about how Bill I forget the preacher's name that was there that he asked you about millennial reign and how you told him that you believe in the eternal day and and um, that just that really inspired me and I've been trying to study on that and I I would love nothing more than to than to try to preach it the way God wants it preached, but I just, I don't feel like that's where the Lord lead, is leading me, but I want to be in the, the first couple of scriptures there, um, talking about when, talking about when the Lord came down and bound up Satan, and um, I'd love to, like I said, I would love to get into there, but I just don't, uh, I don't feel like that's where the Lord wants me, so I just want to, it's in the 20th chapter of Revelation, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm just so thankful to be saved, um, I'm thankful he gave me a job to do, and uh, it's been a rewarding job, and um, you think, well, you know, well, you're a preacher. I'm sure that is rewarding. Well, I think just to follow the Lord is our job. And um, if He asks me to get up here a few times and say a few things, I just want to be willing. And um, you know, I, the, it was funny. We were we were kind of teasing about the about the foot washing, and um, Lord gave me a thought. We were talking about the water. And I'm talking about, you know, we, there's usually a bunch of men out there, and we're usually washing feet, and I'm just, I'm just going to talk a little bit. I know I'm jumping, but I'll read here in a minute. But uh, we were, we were kind of just talking about it and talking about we could almost change the water out about halfway through because it gets, it gets pretty dirty. And, um, and I kind of thought about, well, that's a, that's a blessing to have water that's dirty because the men are out there working. They're out there working. We're washing each other's feet and just saying, go get them, you know, go follow the Lord. Because if that water was clean, there wouldn't be a whole lot going on, I don't believe. And um, that just gives a sweet thought to just to see the oak trees. And I'm, I'm excited about that foot washing, but it was just a neat little thought the Lord gave me. But um, so I just want to read here in the 20th chapter. And you, just, you pray real hard. I don't, want to, I don't want to say anything out of place or wrong. And um, this, is a, this, is all, this book's all about the Lord. And um, I just want to follow him. But um, you just pray in verse 1. Chapter 20 said, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon and that on serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after he must loose and after that he must be loose a little season. And that's really all I feel like reading. Um, you just pray. I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous about this, and um, I've studied about it, and I've enjoyed studying some, and, um, but I, sometimes I feel like I have a hard time remembering what I've studied. But uh, um, you, just, uh, you just pray for me. But what I, what I thought about that, and, and that, that's kind of hard to read sometimes, but when the Lord can open it up and show you what it means, it's pretty simple. Um, and what I thought about is, uh, we thought, basically what I believe that's talking about is getting saved. And um, what happened when the Lord come down and saved me? And um, it's like, so, you, so let me just try to get through this and um, just pray. And so when, um, 
when the Lord comes. See, I was born under sin. I was born into sin. And uh, when I realized I was lost, I had a, I had a problem that I had, to, that I had to figure out something about. And um, that's what the gospel was teaching me. That's what the gospel was showing me is what the right and the wrong way was. And when I found out, when I found out I was lost, I had a sin problem. And, um, and, I had to, and the Lord had to, had to solve it for me. He did. But I had to, I had to receive it for myself. And um, I, can remember the, I can remember the preacher that was preaching. I don't remember his name at church camp. And I don't remember what he was preaching. But I just remember just a, just a longing to just go pray. And, um, you know, and I can remember being little and not really even knowing what I was even praying about. But there was something deep down that was longing that I knew I had a problem. I can remember even praying about soccer. That seems kind of funny. But um, as a nine-year-old boy, I didn't really know. I didn't know what I needed. I just knew that the Lord was calling me, and I just needed to go move and do what he wanted me to do. I remember I got saved that day, and, um, and I've, I've told the story before that I've, I was lost for about five minutes. Um, you know, I would love to have a story to tell that was, you know, that I, I feel like other people, you know, they've got a story that talks about how they were lost and how they were scared and, and you know, how they didn't want to go to hell. And, and I, but that's just not my story. I, the only story I got is the one Lord gave me. And that story is the reason I'm saved. That's the, that story is when I got saved. And, um, and I just think about that and, and I think about how Satan just doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want people to get saved. He doesn't want people to follow the Lord. He doesn't want people to do things. But when the Lord came down, he locked him up so I could get saved. He put he, he locked him up there and so I could get saved. Now it talks about him being loosed again and I feel I believe that that's the sin or that's the body part. That's what the Lord that's what Satan is. That's the only place he can live. Once you get saved, he can't live deep down inside anymore. He can only he can only be loosed in the body. And what I love about that is you've got a choice tonight. You can choose the Lord or you can choose to say you can choose to serve the world and Satan. And that's what I love about it. You can tell there's a there's this part we were talking this morning in Sunday school about one of the I think it was Peter and one of the disciples disciples and he was talking about he didn't want the Lord to go have to do something and the Lord told him just he said just try to get behind me Satan he told one of his disciples to get behind him and that kind of shocked me but it's like the, the Lord had a job to do and you can tell Satan to get behind you tonight you don't have to follow what Satan's done for you if you're here and you're lost and you don't know what to do you can follow the Lord um, and I, I, I hope I, I hope I did that and said that how it's supposed to be but um, I appreciate what the Lord's done and I just don't want to live my life and sitting on my hands and uh, not follow the Lord. Um, I want to do what he told me to do because I want my kids to have an opportunity like I did. Um, I don't want to, I don't want them searching out there in the world. I, I thought a lot about what your, uh, the story Terry told about his dad telling him you shouldn't go to that church. You're, you're making people think that's where you, that that's something to go to. I don't want to waste time anywhere else. Time is short. We don't know how much time we've got. Life is but a vapor and you can be here and gone in the next minute. You've only got so long to follow the Lord. Lord. And if you don't follow the Lord tonight, your people aren't get aren't going to get saved. And I just that's why I was really the Lord was burdening me about the people that were that were singing on that. And um, I can just remember the Lord moving so sweet in some of them songs. And then people don't come no more. And I know I know it helped people because it helped me when I was here. It was it helped me when I was standing there and I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And when the Lord just speaks so sweet deep down, you just know right where to go. And I'm just, I'm just thankful to be here. And um, I appreciate your prayers. And uh, that's that's really about all I got. So I'm gonna turn it back over to my pastor. Appreciate uh, Brother Neil. Appreciate uh, that message. He lined that up good. I appreciate it. Put that thousand years in the right place. And, uh, going right along with uh, what he preached and said, uh, I think it's Second Peter, maybe three and eight. Uh, 
be not ignorant of this one thing, brethren. With the Lord, a thousand years is as one day, and one day is as a thousand years. And you apply to salvation. And when I got saved, I got God's eternal day in my soul. And uh, that's just the way you line it up, just not uh, adding anything to it, but just goes along with what you preach. Okay. Now, plenty of time when you other preachers got something on your heart. You're still welcome if you feel like it. Come here if you got something. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to get up. All right. All right, anybody else? All right, I thought I'll read some scripture. Uh, don't know that I'll preach, but I'll, I'll read some anyway. I'd like to read from the, first of all, from the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And then I want to read uh, from the 13th chapter of the book of John. The uh, first scripture is about the Lord's Supper, and the second one is about the washing of the feet. And so just pray real hard and bear with me for a few minutes. And uh, Again, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and uh, verse 23. This is Paul writing to the church of Corinth, and I often say this, this letter is to the church of Corinth and us. The reason it was to the church of Corinth, God sent that letter through Paul to the church of Corinth. The reason it's to us is because it's recorded in the Bible. God kept it here for our uh, knowing and our instruction. If it wouldn't have been for us, it wouldn't be in the book. Okay. So Paul said, For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you. Now, let's pause just a moment. Uh, Paul was saying, now, I got this from the Lord. That's, that's what I'm giving you. That's, and that's what we teach and what we preach. If we uh, get out of that line, why, uh, we'd be off, uh, off base. But he said, uh, for I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And listen to this. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And so Paul was writing to the people of Corinth, uh, be serious about the Lord's Supper. It's a serious thing. And uh, I've talked to people before, different uh, religions, I guess, that uh, uh, seem to think that if you had a, a service and you had unleavened bread and you had fruit of the vine and you ate that and drank that, they thought that gave them salvation. That's not salvation. Uh, the Lord's Supper uh, is uh, synonymous in the same way that baptism is. Well, you know, we love baptism. And uh, water baptism represents death, burial, and resurrection. But water baptism doesn't wash away sin. It doesn't save a soul. But it's a picture outwardly of what God's done inwardly. And so, so likewise, uh, the Lord's Supper, which is another church ordinance, uh, uh, water baptism, Lord's uh, Supper is our two church ordinances. Uh, uh, likewise, uh, the Lord's Supper, when we take the unleavened bread and uh, we take the, 
uh, unleavened uh, fruit of the vine. And I think Blaine talked some on that. Maybe Carl talked some on that. Uh, we've preached some on that in times past. Uh, there's uh, a, a real reason. Uh, see, the leavening represented uh, the sin uh, of the Pharisees and uh, represented sin in general. And so Jesus was saying to the people, this needs to be unleavened. Now, comparing it back to when the children of Israel uh, come out of uh, the land of Egypt, uh, there was a natural reason why it was unleavened. Uh, they were on the move, and they had to be in a hurry. Uh, they didn't have time to let the bread raise. But it makes the point, uh, get rid of the sin and have the purity of God in your soul. And so when he's talking about the unleavened bread and uh, the fruit of the vine, when Jesus uh, said down here, said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Different churches, uh, I've known churches that have a Lord's Supper uh, once a week. I've known them that has it once a year. I've known uh, churches that maybe hadn't had it in five years. Uh, we have it twice a year, but however often we have it, he said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. We need to do it from our heart. And now, I want to make some things clear and want to talk about some of these scriptures down here. Didn't know I was going to say this much about this, but now it's come to me to do it. Uh, if we're saved by the grace of God and living for the Lord, we don't need to be afraid to eat the Lord's Supper. Uh, well, preacher, what about this down here where it says, uh, where it talks about this? Says, uh, says, uh, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink the cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Well, here's the point. Uh, in order for this service to mean something and for it to be uh, like it's supposed to be, you have to be born again. You can't show the Lord's death till he comes again unless that you've believed in it by faith and you've got that down in your soul. And so if you take the Lord's Supper and you're not saved, uh, you'd be testifying against yourself. You'd be saying, well, I know uh, that the Lord died and rose again. Well, if you really know it, uh, believe it and trust it in your heart. Get saved and uh, then get baptized. And we like to explain this too. Uh, this kind of startles people sometimes. Sometimes, all, almost every time that I ever remember having a Lord's Supper, we've had people uh, that has gotten saved and hasn't gotten baptized yet. Well, it's the way that the rules go. You need to uh, get baptized before you take the Lord's Supper. And I don't mean to offend anybody. I've even talked to people and they say, well, preacher, I've been saved a long time. Uh, maybe I was baptized in some other church. Uh, not offended by that. Uh, please don't be offended by what I'm going to say. You need to be a member of a Baptist church uh, to take the Lord's Supper in a Baptist church. And you need to know what you've got. And so when it says this down here, whosoever uh, shall eat and drink this bread, and, uh, or eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So what do you examine yourself about? Well, first of all, when I get ready to eat the Lord's Supper, I go back to the time when I got saved by the grace of God, uh, and I know that I know that I know that I'm saved by God's grace. Now, another thing that I can know, uh, I can know if I'm in fellowship with God or not. Uh, I'm not a perfect person. Uh, there's a sister that's already gone on to heaven that I, I've talked to many years in the past. She would never take the Lord's Supper because she said, I'm not worthy. Well, I'm not worthy in myself either, but based on what God done in my soul, I'm worthy. He put the worthiness of Jesus Christ in my soul. So because I'm saved and because I'm living for the Lord and I'm trying to do what God wants to, then I can take the Lord's Supper. And 
I, I, wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't take any part in the church service as far as trying to do something in the worship. I wouldn't get up and try to preach if I was out of fellowship with God. A person shouldn't get up and try to sing if they was out of fellowship with God. Wouldn't be any sense in trying to get up and testify if you're out of fellowship with God. Likewise, if you're out of fellowship with God, uh, don't try to take the Lord's Supper. Get in and then take it. And so uh, just a few little thoughts on that. And now I want to get back over uh, any other scripture that I was uh, talking about. Just uh, pray for me a little bit and I'll get over to that. That's over in the 13th chapter of the book of John. And uh, this is talking about Jesus here when it says he. It's in John uh, 13 4. He riseth from supper. This is uh, the time of the Passover. He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and to begin to wash a disciple's feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now down in verse 12 here, it says, So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. And get this, these are the words of Jesus. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. And so uh, when I was just a teenage boy, I was really kind of divided in my mind about taking the foot washing there was an old deacon said well uh, son said uh, pray about it and I said well I've prayed about it I'm just kind of inside and he said well I'll tell you what I'd suggest to do so I just got this on my heart to tell you I would suggest that when the men go in to take the foot washing I would suggest that you just go in with them and watch a little bit just see what's going on and said if it seems like something that you ought to do if you feel the spirit in there said uh, just go ahead and uh, sit down and uh, take part in it he said Try it one time. If God blesses you, you'll know it's all right because the Spirit of God doesn't bless something that's not all right. He said, if it seems bad to you, he said, don't take it anymore. I said, okay, that's what I'll do. Well, just, I was just a young man, just a teenager. And I went in and I sat down and the brothers began to testify and as they began to wash each other's feet and the tears began to flow, I felt heaven move. And I thought, well, this is going to be okay. And so uh, I was a little nervous, but I took part in foot washing that night and I really felt the Lord. And every time that the foot washing has been offered since then, as far as I can remember, and I was able, I took part in it. And this is kind of amazing. I've never took part in a foot washing service without feeling the Lord. I felt the Lord. I don't know how many times I've washed feet. It's a lot of them because that's been a long time since I was a teenager. But every time I've took part in the Lord's Supper, I felt the Lord. And so I recommend it to people. So I could recommend to you, uh, do like the old deacon told me. If you're concerned about it or puzzled about it, just go in and watch. You don't have to uh, take part unless you want to. But if you take part, see how it feels and go from there. And so whatever the Lord's in, that'll be all right. And so two little teaching points, I guess, that I felt like God wanted me to share with you. And so uh, let me say a couple more things and explain things a little bit. Uh, the last time we took the Lord's Supper, and I think we're going to do it the same way this time. Last time we took the Lord's Supper, uh, we was dismissed from here. The folks that wanted to take the Lord's Supper went to the fellowship hall because we got those little packages that you open. It's got the, uh, the juice in there, and it's got the unleavened bread in there. And so it was kind of handy to do it out there and uh, kind of safe, wouldn't spill it on the 
carpet and everything. And so we took the Lord's Supper out there. And boy, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed that Lord's Supper. I was worried about it last time, but the Lord was there too, and I felt that. And so then after we take the Lord's Supper, we'll be dismissed again. Those that wants to go to do the foot washing, the ladies come up here in this corner room. The men stay out there in the fellowship hall. And uh, anybody else can be excused that wants to. And so, but it's up to you. Uh, you do what you feel like, and uh, no pressure on you, but uh, I've told you what I felt like God wanted me to tell you right out of my heart. Okay. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close? Amen. Appreciate that. That's that's good words. I appreciate those words. Okay. Anything else on anybody's heart? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe she meant teach. Okay. All right. Clarification there. All right. Anyone else? Let me remind everybody again, we'll be having a, a sunrise service at 6.30 uh, Easter Sunday morning. And we invite everybody to come. We hope the young people will help us some with the singing. Hope the young preachers will help us again with the preaching. We'll just come see which way the Lord leads. And uh, let's just mind the Lord. And let's be praying. I appreciate those folks that God's been speaking to and those that's been coming and those that's got saved and rededicated and so on. But we got a lot of people that needs to do something. And I, I've just got a burden for a lot of folks, and I appreciate that. So let's just really be praying. Uh, if nobody else got anything, we'll ask for another song, and uh, we'll all stand. And with this song, we'll be dismissed out of here, and uh, we'll uh, go out that way. And uh, folks that wants to go into the fellowship, fall for the Lord's Supper can, and then we'll go from there. <laughs>